Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to our second ever live recording i that that is an oxymoron but i don't know yeah. how to describe these yeah. events Kyle. yeah they're not yeah somebody we, we've already had somebody come up and and talk to us and said so you guys are going live and we're like well we're live like we're here we're we are alive as <laughs> we are alive and we're at a destination we're at one of our sponsors doing this but it will be recorded and, and published then, quickly yes uh, but yeah, it's cool. Uh, we did Skyline Chili and we got to gorge ourselves on hot dogs. And now we're taking the healthier approach <laughs> at Grassroots Pharmacy. One of my, one of my, well, this is my favorite sponsor because I probably spend more money here than any place in Lexington. We'll and tell I'm you, glad to do it. We'll tell you more about Grassroots um, and what they are all about in just a bit. On the Kentucky portion of the podcast, we are going to mainly talk about the John Calipari press conference. I played you a ton of clips on the previous edition of this show if you missed uh that go back and listen you'll get like the highlights as as i said it was a 40 minute press conference deal it was <laughs> it was a long one kyle uh it seemed like calipari was a little bit slow to get started but once he got revved up i felt bad because um zach thompson the uk baseball player <laughs> who, first round draft who was first round draft pick had his press conference afterwards and he got there about 15 minutes into john calipari speaking and he was just kind of sitting around <laughs> just waiting and then i uh i'll throw this jab out here on the podcast since i did on social media as they were walking off which they often do and i think it's really fun and cool you know cal takes a picture with with zach thompson and then they both share it and you know kind of like the kentucky brotherhood family you know yeah but uh as he's walking off the the podium there he goes oh you got drafted by the cardinals you're gonna have to be going up against against my pirates all of his other teams <laughs> he, he, he proceeded to go and also my yankees and my red Sox and my reds and then in my mind it clicked Ah, that's why John Calipari and Drake are such close friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fans of everybody. John Calipari is now officially a fan of three teams in the same division. I don't think, and they all hate each other. And I'm pretty sure that's not uh, a thing you're allowed to do. But uh, Cal does what he wants. Let's start um, on this this John Calipari press conference. I thought the most riled up he got was this Brad Calipari situation. He, he referenced it three times. Uh, at the start, he goes, I'm going to talk about the Brad situation and then I asked him about it and he went into it and then he came back to it later and at one point um, if you listen to yesterday's podcast I believe the phrasing uh, was basically I'm going to look into how this got public yeah he's like, going <laughs> to launch a launch a congressional investigation of how this the the Brad's transfer leaked in the media yeah and catch the leaker I I don't know it, it I can understand why it's frustrating to a certain extent but I don't understand how they weren't aware that this would have been kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. My take on that is, I before the Brad thing happened, I thought it was a little weird that it that seemingly some reporters have this like immediately as soon as a kid goes in the portal. Like it feel like to me there are at least a few people in the media who've somehow gotten like access to the portal, like a login that is supposedly as Cal mentioned, it's supposed to be only for coaches to see. Um, and I find that kind of a little off. I don't think it's like really our place to to put people's business out there because going in the per portal doesn't mean you're transferring. Yeah. It means you're putting yourself out there to see what your options are. And I think guys, if they want that to be private, it ought to be. 
and I think they've tried to set it up to be private. Because if they wanted, if the NCAA wanted it to be public or thought it should be public, it would be public. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but yeah, to Calipari's thinking, the idea that like this wouldn't be news, or that it wouldn't blow up when your son <laughs> might leave, and because like because of the association, like when Brad came to play here, everyone said, "Well, now Cal's here for at least five years or four years." Uh, like in many people's minds, Brad being here is like a, a security, an insurance policy that John Calipari is going to be here. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it's going to cause people to go, what's going on? It's like if Brad's not here, is Cal tied to being here anymore? Um, so, yeah, it was always going to be a story. I don't think it's a big story. I think it's ultimately a non-story. I don't think it matters. I don't think he I don't think Brad being here is has anything to do with whether or not Cal's here. And I do think it's logical that Brad would want to play. Yeah. I mean, he was like a pudgy little kid, you know, 10 years ago when Cal got here and he really has turned himself into like a, a an athlete. I mean, he's worked really hard on his body. He's gotten in great shape and you know, he y- you he obviously is putting up a gazillion shots a night. I mean, he posts he posts we talked about the other day like Guys put it in their gym Instagrams. Um, yeah, he gets John, a lot of shots up. He's a good shooter. That's a uh, John Calipari was saying. Uh, yeah, Brad worked so hard. He was in the gym three times yesterday, and I was like, Yeah, I know. I saw, saw him. Yeah, post you that. saw all his, all his Instagram posts. <laughs> and I'm not knocking that. I'm just, but if, you put, if you put in that kind of work and you've been around a program like Kentucky, you've been like training and practicing with and against these NBA guys. You surely think I can play somewhere, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's irrational i don't think it's a bad thought and you've gotten three years to be on be with your dad and learn the coaching stuff that you want to learn from him and if there's an opportunity out there good for him and like cal said like he's just going to find out now if there's an opportunity he might find out there's not one and come back and cal said i hope he comes back i want to coach him some more i'd say it's probably a coin flip whether he stays or goes yeah, he is doing all the camps with the UK basketball team. That was something that I guess technically the first team picture, even though, uh, as we talked about yesterday, there there are still missing one piece. Johnny Juzang's school is not is not done until a little bit later, so he wasn't able to make it for the first session. But Calipari anticipated him coming along within the next week or two um, for the next session during the summer. That's that's big for for Kyle Tucker considering he is the captain of the Johnny Juzang hype train. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> I don't know it, how much that will Im- impact him. But the other the other thing about Brad is is John Calipari even mentioned the fact that it was possible for Brad to go the D2 route, which I think is a place that he could definitely find minutes. I think he has a talent for that level. Yeah. I mean, a- at least, yeah, I would think. So, um, yeah, you know, Kyle alluded to the fact that it's a situation where some people are now saying, oh, does this mean John Calipari is going to leave? I don't think it has a ton of impact on that, but he was, he did uh, talk about the fact that he was in contact with the UCLA uh, job for the UCLA job last year during the press conference yesterday. Um, he he brushed it off to a certain extent, but I thought there was finally this was uh, looking back on it, it was one of the more honest responses you'll ever get to this situation. And basically, paraphrasing Calipari, it was, you know, I have a I have a responsibility to myself and to the profession to, to take these offers and see what's out there. And that's a lot of times you, you hear about these things in, in player negotiations at the pro level where, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships kind of deal. Yeah. And plus, he also said he didn't want to make any bad relationships um, because 
that further on down the line, one of his staff members, one of his former players, someone he's associated with might need, want a job at UCLA, so he doesn't want to hurt that relationship um, because, in theory, he can help somebody else uh, later on. Yeah, and loosely related to that, but an interesting thing that we haven't talked about on this podcast, uh, Brendan Quinn, who covers Michigan and Michigan State for us at The Athletic, had a piece yesterday about how Phil Martelli ended up his second act. You know, he was sort of unceremoniously booted from St. Joseph's um, legendary coach there. Now he's on Jawan Howard's staff at Michigan. And the way it happened, apparently, was Jawan Howard's been leaning on John Calipari for advice about how do I do this as a first-time head coach. And one of his pieces of advice was go – you need to surround yourself with a head with a former head coach, a, an older guy who knows how to do this. And he suggested specifically Phil Martelli, who's you know I guess a longtime friend, going back to their days when when Martelli was uh, was at St. Joseph's and Cal was at UMass. They crossed paths. They had I think one year where they were both head coaches. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. I, I mean, I didn't really know about that relationship for one. And also, I think it's interesting that Howard's reaching out, and apparently they're, they are, like, Jawan Howard thinks a lot of John Calipari and respects him, and uh, I thought it was interesting that he would, that Calipari would be so helpful to him. But to your point, yeah, people call Cal and other sort of power coaches in the game, and sometimes it's, hey, we'd like to hire you, we know we probably can't. Who would you recommend? Sometimes those conversations go that way, and I thought, I did think that was really interesting. I thought it was also interesting that Cal came pretty close or maybe really did essentially say like there's not a better job than Kentucky yeah uh, um, like basically why would I leave and and he listed all the reasons and so and, and I thought too he also addressed the thing that's been out that I think is either spoken or and sometimes unspoken that like if he left would it be because he's sick of dealing with the fans and he said that specifically I'm tired of the fans and he said no I'm not yeah, um, I don't know if you ever said no, I'm not, but it was in the John Calipari sarcastic tone where I knew what you knew what he was. I think he said really. Yeah, yeah, that kind of deal, which he, which he often does. Um, coming up next, uh, we are going to discuss. Speaking of fan, apparently John Calipari got a letter from a fan. Um, I don't know if the guy's name was Stan, but um, <laughs> that was an Eminem joke <laughs> for all you John Calipari stands out there. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It was it was a good clip, and I wanted to discuss it a little bit more uh, because he put into words, kind of crystallized something that he'd been talking about a ton when it comes to education and how one and done has a, a negative connotation for education, but really it is could be a net positive. Um, but now we do have to take a minute and talk about where we are, uh, Grassroots Pharmacy. Kyle, just tell them how awesome Grassroots Pharmacy is. It is awesome, and I'm not just saying that because uh, <laughs> the owner is sitting... A few feet away from us. No, but it's it's a great place. It's one of my uh, favorite places in town. They're really good people, uh, husband and wife. They are the best. They have I, my. Have we talked about some on here? My wife has had a bunch of health problems. My kids have had like nine million ear infections. Uh, so I'm at the pharmacy all the time, uh, and I this place has been really good to us. They have been exceedingly helpful. Um, above and beyond what you would expect uh, from your pharmacist. But it's not just a pharmacy. I'm, I come here almost every morning now after I drop my kids off at school. Uh, I get the green smoothie for me and my wife. What goes into your green smoothie, Kyle? I don't even know what all is in it. He, he can maybe, maybe Lindsay can tell me. I think it's got green stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that That's would some, be a, a safe what, bet that, uh, what do we got that it would be. <laughs> green smoothie's got some uh, 
Hold on, he's gonna come say it into our microphone. Oh, this is Lindsay. Green smoothies got uh, all, it's all fresh. Um, we don't freeze anything. We don't put any extra sugar in anything. So it's got uh, some mango nectar, uh, kale, spinach, pineapple, yogurt, um, chia seeds, um, and some protein powder in it. Yeah, it's awesome. I uh, we actually had a we had a guest uh, yeah, come, come come for our uh, recording here today. He took yeah. home some free swag and he got himself a green smoothie. He said he loved it. It was yeah. his first smoothie he's ever had, and he said he loved it. <laughs> yeah, Jeff stopped on by, and uh, thanks for stopping by, Jeff. Um, yeah, it's a great spot. Uh, I've switched since they became a sponsor and has been awesome service ever since. Coming in, I got to get some medication for some health things I had, and it. They do ask you all the questions like it's it's not just a slogan. They want to help you and they want to help your family, which is what a pharmacy should be. And sometimes it get kind of, I don't know, you feel like you're in a quick, you know, you're just in a quick change lube or something like a oil change <laughs> when you go in there to like some of these. It's not it's not the case here. And uh, we were talking before the show. They also got a ton of other cool stuff in their store. It's not, you know, just yeah. a pharmacy. Yeah. I mean, if you stop in here, you get your prescription, you get your green smoothie. There's if you if you got a birthday or an anniversary or some kind of party you're going to and you didn't get a gift, they have all kinds of local um, Kentucky based, uh, Lexington based gift ideas in here. Also, a lot of, in addition to prescriptions, a lot of uh, um, uh, natural remedies, and they also have CBD products, hemp and CBD oil, which you I don't think can get anywhere else in town. I don't think in terms of pharmacies, I don't think the, the you know the the chain pharmacies carry that stuff. Um, and you know, my wife uh, as deals deals with some stuff that um, you know just some of her regular medications don't don't knock out but the CBD oil has been really really helpful um, and so you can get that here as well they're out in Hamburg uh, near the movie cinema um, just search grassroots pharmacy on the internet is the easiest way to shoot out get their location basically we- in the the area that's right between the Best Buy and the Regal Cinema is, I guess, the best way I could tell you to get here. Yep, so come check them out or check out grassrootspharmacy.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. The one and done fan letter, um, it was a situation uh, where Calipari got a letter, and I don't know if it was an email or an actual letter. In my mind, I like to envision an angry person typing it out on a typewriter. <laughs> um, but In all lowercase, like E.E. Uh, <laughs> e. Cumming style. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but basically, the, the letter, the way Calipari kind of phrased it was anti-one and done, which you hear a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the guy said he could never get behind one and done because players should, athletes should be in college for four years and get a degree. Yeah, and Calipari broke it down, and he's done it a ton, but I, I don't know. I guess he'd been thinking about it, and it was pretty clear. I think it was about a four- or five-minute monologue where he just went, and I, I think it was it was unprompted. I'm, now I'm remembering back. It was completely unprompted because the question prior to this was about the, the UCLA job, and he just moved into this because, as often John Calipari wants to do, he has something to talk about and just talks about. He doesn't need a question to be asked. Um, but overall, I, th- I thought it was just – uh, really well put, um, and it was probably the best summation of his kind of totality thoughts on one and done. And he even mentioned the fact that, and this is probably where the like the future process in his mind and UK's mind will go, uh, the fact that if one and done is eliminated in the sense that the NBA allows high school players to go straight uh, pro, there still could be one and done guys, and yeah. he'd be okay with that. He would still want guys to come to college, even if it is for one year, because he sees the value in in education, just getting somebody in the door. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the lifetime scholarship thing is is a big part of it. I mean, you're not going to get that opportunity unless you spend some time uh, in a program. Can, I don't know that everybody offers lifetime scholarships. I think more and more schools do, uh, but Kentucky does. I think they were pretty early in on that phenomenon. Um, and he mentioned what Terrence Jones is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence John, Jones has been in some news. Yeah. Uh, John Wall has, I think, taken some classes yeah. here. Carl, he men- he's mentioned before some names. I mean, some of the bigger names they've had have taken some steps towards their degree. I mean, I don't know how far away they are, but just the idea that, I mean, honestly, if you're thinking, if you if you ask me, was I more ready to live in the world right out of high school or after my freshman year of college? I mean, it was. I think that's one of the more important years of your entire life. Mm-hmm. It's a, for most people, it's the first time you're like have any sort of autonomy you're out on your own you're gonna if you're gonna have clean clothes you probably had to wash them you know like if <laughs> well you know not Brad Calipari yeah and I mean I, I know it's not <laughs> quite the same for the basketball players because they probably do have a lot of things done for them um but you do you, you are you know setting an alarm clock you're held to a you know you're yeah. held to some standards about being in I mean they do class check. They're not letting those dudes not go to class. You can quibble about what classes they're in or whatever, but they're getting up. They're going to school. They're having to lift. They have a really structured, regimented life mm-hmm. that probably many of them don't have. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have that structured of a life before I got to college. Um, and and I would say, bas- the college basketball players have a much more structured life than I had as a freshman in college because nobody was making me do x y and z um i i think it's inarguable that even one year in school is helpful to these kids and that's the point right um so no i I, i'm with him on the on the idea that you know saying uh none of these kids belong in college is really a disservice to them yeah like they don't want to be there so they don't belong there anyway and his point is always, I didn't want to go to college. Like, a lot of people don't necessarily want to go to college. They'd like to just go do whatever they want. Yeah. Or if somebody told me I could go be a millionaire without having to go to college, I would. But his point for a long time now about encouraging, saying, okay, we're going to go straight to the NBA. And he's like, yes, they should be able to do that. They should be able to go straight to the NBA. And that's seven or eight guys a year. But if you start encouraging – also, if that doesn't work for you, just go to the G League. We're going to make the G League attractive enough that we lure people out, and that's an option too. That his, his point about what eventually happens is the 10,000 high school kids who think they can all play in the NBA someday have zero incentive to even make the minimum grade to qualify for college because they're not worried about it. Like if they're non-qualifiers, who cares? I don't have to because I can go play in the G League. Well, there's going to be – one, there's still going to not be enough spots for everybody that thinks they can just come out. And two, it just de-incentivizes at a, ver- at a younger age. And, and he always says 10th grade or whatever. I mean, that's probably about where it would start. Ninth or 10th grade, you go, I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to the NBA. If nothing else, I'm going to go to the G League and get paid. I'm not even going to do my homework. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't have to make an NCAA qualifying score. I actually very much agree with him on that. And, and I do think... When we say one, we, when we like demonize one and done, I don't think it does anybody a service. I completely agree. Um, and 
Speaking of education, um, after this quick break, we are going to tell you guys about uh, some news on Nate Sestina, uh, something that apparently Kyle had known and known and kept from all of you guys. Big secret. Big old secret. But before that, I do need to tell you guys about Twillery.com. If you go to Twillery.com slash LockedOn right now and use the promo code LockedOn, you get a $25 discount. And right now, there is also a free gift you get a free set of bottle opener collar stays for Father's Day. What is Twillery? Well, it's a place to get awesome dress shirts uh, that are all the all, and they got all the things that you want uh, from a dress shirt. There are no wrinkles. They are untuckable, non-iron performance dress shirts for as low as fifty-five dollars each. These are shirts that are normally would cost you $100 in most other stores, but not at Twillery.com. And they offer free returns. So go check out Twillery.com slash LockedOn and use the promo code LockedOn for $25 off an order. Just go check it out. Twillery.com slash LockedOn. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Nate Sestina. This was the other funny thing that, that had... Uh, me laughing with Calipari. He was talking about when he walked up, when he met Nate, like on campus for the first time. He's like, "Oh, you're in." He came up to the office. He goes, Are, "Did your parents drive you down?" <laughs> and Nate like looked at him weird, like, "No." Why would they do that? No, I'm growing up. Uh, yeah. I, I can drive myself to school. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought they were going to though when I was up there. That was, I think, that was the plan. But maybe he was like, like the you know when you get too old to have your mom drop you off at school. Like, yeah. Mom, I can go myself. Drop me off down the street. <laughs> just let me walk this last block. <laughs> that would have been funny if the Sestinas were actually just, <laughs> just in like Georgetown. Just around the corner from uh, <laughs> from the Wildcat Lodge. Oh, uh, no, but he, he was in a boot. Uh, it was revealed. And, and Kyle, you were aware of this injury when you went and visited him. Um, and uh, Calipari kind of made it seem like it wasn't a huge deal. He got out of the boot. I think Calipari said he saw him doing some work um, in the gym. Uh, so, while maybe not a huge concern in theory for you know this season, it does kind of illustrate that one injury to any of the uh, big guys will put them dangerously thin in the front court. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. Oh, we got some smoothies here. <laughs> Straw. We got the strawberry smoothie. I'm going to give you my review. I've only had the green smoothie. Kyle gets distracted so easily on these. Oh things. yeah. Come come to Grassroots and get you one of these strawberry smoothies. It's very good. Um, when I was up there, gosh, I don't even remember when it was. Several weeks ago. It's been a uh, while. In since Emporium, Pennsylvania. Uh, Nate was in a walking boot, and he said it was no big deal. I think he played the last few games of the season. Um, for Bucknell. I think in the conference tournament, he said. Um, yeah, for Bucknell. He played with a little bit of a bum foot. Um and, you know, said it was nothing to worry about. But I thought it was interesting. And I don't think he wanted it out there, so I didn't put yeah. it out there. Uh, well, I mean, th- as we've often talked about, um, specifically in the offseason, um, you know, in an injury. Oh, tons of athletes. Well, that's what, yeah, that's yeah. what I was getting at. The walking boot has kind of just become something you do for almost any precautionary yeah, why, reason. Yeah, why put weight on it if you don't have to? Exactly. Um, but I did think it was interesting that Cal said he had just gotten, like, just gotten out of the boot. Mm-hmm. That means he's been in it for quite a while, which does make you go, eh. <laughs> uh, and it's a big guy with a foot problem. Um, so maybe a little reason to worry there. 
but uh, I, don't, I don't think a, a great reason to worry. The, the larger point you made is it does highlight there's no margin for not error but injury yeah. <laughs> for Kentucky in the front court unless they add some. Well, uh, honestly, I would think that they're probably still out there looking for somebody. You could kind of almost categorize it as error as well, though, too, if, if Richards, Montgomery, or Sestina – don't live up to what that they're expected to well, do. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I mean, it's really, yeah. There's no it, margin for error or injury. Yeah. Like they got to be good, all three of them, and they all and they've got to be healthy. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's or a, they're going to play a lot of small ball, <laughs> which, which he mentioned, and I think he said that he would do if he if he had to play four guards, uh, which I we've talked about would be fun to see. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, but, I don't want anybody to get injured, but yeah. I do want to see them play some small ball. Yeah. I want to see, you know, Khalil Whitney at the four, Keon Brooks at the four. Um, I'd like to see it with Nate at the five. I mean, that would be he, interesting. I think that would because you've got a five who can shoot threes. Yep. Um, I think they're going to be okay. I think if they if they did have an injury, certain matchups could really harm them. Uh, but you know, if you're playing Auburn, you might be better off playing with a bunch of little quick dudes who can get out and run. Yeah. Um, let's wrap with this. I found it interesting that. John Calipari proposed a rule change kind of just out of nowhere at the what? end. What? Did you John Calipari proposes well, rule changes out of nowhere every the, off season in the sense that I, I don't think he had thought about this a ton. He wants to have replays. Oh, no, that that was uh that Has he mentioned this before? No, that came up at the SEC meetings. It was a uh, it was a thing the coaches all down there I think all uh said that they're, the SEC coaches all said they're for. I don't know about all, but I think the majority of them are for replay. Um, coach cha- Basically, coach challenges. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, I think in the final two minutes, I have not, admittedly, I have not read up on this all the way, but I did see something out of, uh, well, okay, well, out of the SEC meetings in Florida where I think Cal had talked about it already that – that coaches down there were for it. I mean, I'm I'm for it. in two in in small, in small uh, you know situations, not like game long, but in the final two minutes of a game, being able to choose. I, I also I also love the image of like the challenge flag, like football, like Cal Perry throwing a red bean bag out onto the court. <laughs> Seems kind of dangerous, but uh, I don't know what the process would be. Well, that I guess would you be have to call a timeout to ch- to challenge. Yeah, that's was he said that if you lose a challenge, you get charged a timeout. But maybe if I look at it from a positive standpoint, in theory, it could speed up the game from the fact that everything is reviewed to a certain extent anyway. And if you're just like reviews are done, you have to challenge. That could, I guess, possibly um, make things go a little bit quicker. But I did also find it weird that he was unaware that there was potential to move the three point line. I kind of like really caught him off guard. Huh? He, he was just like, "Is that done?" And he's just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they. Want yeah, I don't some know where s- that where that stands either. Like, where are they? Have they? I think it was just in the subcommittee, just proposed. Yeah, um, I like it. It spaces the floor. I think we've talked. We've yeah, talked we have about talked it, about it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like that that proposed change. It spaces the floor a little bit. I mean, I don't think that the three. It was a foot, right? They're going to move it back like a foot, foot, foot and a couple inches. Yeah, I don't see that making a huge dent in the percentage. I mean, it'll go down a little bit, but. That's not the NBA line. What's the NBA line? It's like two feet behind it? Well, yeah, and it varies because basketball court's only so wide that the corners, that's why they're so right. heavily um, The corner three is the valuable. easiest three. Yeah, um, but is there anything else that you saw from John Calipari outside of – oh, I did not let you comment on his look 
the tan <laughs> beach bum john calipari <laughs> dark tan unshaven dropping uh profanity in the first five yes. minutes of the presser that's, that's swaggy cal to a t right there i was talking to one of the video guys um and he like after the press conference wrapped, he goes did he curse and i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah he goes i saw twitter like light up about it and i'm like what's that mean he goes well I j- I, it's not a big deal i just have to edit because when was it i was like in the first five minutes like, okay good i don't have to like watch back the whole thing <laughs> cal looks uh, at this point most summers cal looks like uh like a kid who got into like his mom's bronzer <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's so. I mean, he, he, the man tans very well. He's I'll Italian. I don't know if yeah. you've ever he, heard him mention it. He, he is gets Italian. Super, super dark, <laughs> uh, and he wears the same like the uh, flared collared white. Yeah, how, or I was blue trying to, beach shirt. Yeah, that, with that's two or three buttons undone. Then loses his razor for the summer. Good for mm-hmm. Cal. Yeah, uh, he looks like it's like a, it's like a, uh, the heel turn. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the tan gets a little darker. The beard comes out. Hopefully his life doesn't go off the rails like yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yes. Um, but what was what did you ask? Oh, was there anything else that jumped yeah. out? To me, you're a noted EJ Montgomery hater. That is not noted. That that's is not a private really, conversation. Yeah, it's, it's not public, but Curtis is very down on EJ Montgomery. That's not 100% accurate. But John Calipari is not, and I I was I was kind I I thought it was interesting that he said, uh, you know, in terms of upside and potential, he said there have been probably four or five guys I've coached that have more, but that's about it. That's like you can call BS on that or whatever. He said it, and that is a pretty that is a pretty big statement. I mean, that's putting a lot on EJ Montgomery, in my opinion. Yeah, to say you've coached. No more than five guys who have a higher ceiling than the guy. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily read that as BS because I know how they recruited him. And it was one of the reasons I was surprised he played so little last year. Because it was a story. I mean, I, I wrote the story that they, the reason he picked Kentucky, a big reason, was because Cal, who's notorious for, if you want to shoot all the shots, don't come here. I'm not promising you anything. I'm not begging you. This isn't for everybody. His pitch to EJ Montgomery was pretty different. It was the direct quote was, "You're not a want, you're a need." Mm-hmm. And also, he evoked the name of Anthony Davis, and upon recruiting him, that he—that's who he reminded him of, and that he thought he could be that kind of player. And so that—that that was over a year ago, and now a year later, when he gets him back for a sophomore season, he says, "I've only coached four or five guys with a higher ceiling." Take that for what it's worth, but to me, at minimum, it is setting an expectation that EJ Montgomery is going to be really, really, really good. Setting, and unreal. I think he could be. I, I, he's definitely got to prove it. But there are not a lot of six ten dudes who can shoot jumpers, who can handle the ball. I mean, the guy was a was a guard and a high level one because he was like, by the time he was like in eighth grade, EJ was identify or seventh grade. EJ was identified as one of the nation's top like young players. And when he was in seventh and eighth grade, you can go on YouTube and find him. He was a guard. He was like a six, six guard who was bringing the ball up the floor And that. And maybe that's what brought that AD stuff out of Cal because that's, that's Anthony Davis's story. Yeah. He was a point guard who grew eight inches one summer uh, and retained a lot of those skills. 
I know he didn't show them all last year in those sort of fits and starts he played in the limited minutes, but I have seen him play and seen him work out, and I believe those skills exist. I think he's a 6'10 guy who can handle it, who's a really good passer, and will shoot it much, much better this year than he did last year. And if all those things come together, I think he's a really good player. Yep. Cal certainly put that on. That's what stood out to me. Of all, I think of all, almost of everything he said, that jumped out to me. Some high expectations. Thanks again to Grassroots Pharmacy for hosting us today. Check them out, grassrootspharmacy.com, or come see them in Hamburg. Uh, cool location, cool spot to record as well. Nice tent. They do yoga here. I think Kyle should do some yoga after we wrap up. We'll take some video of this. <laughs> doing yoga. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I think... I, make an executive decision here i think we're going to leave some we brought some uh stuff to give away we've given away a couple things here curtis has a terrence jones autograph picture and a nerlens noel autograph picture i have a women's small and a men's large uh athletic shirt t-shirt from the athletic and i also have a black athletic trucker hat uh and there's a bunch of uh grassroots water bottles here we're going to leave them here if you come by Tell them that you heard about them on the Locked On podcast. Be, we'll make it first come, first serve. You That's guys, fair. we'll leave our prizes here. You can pick them. If they're still available, you come grab whichever thing you want. So autographed Terrence Jones, autographed Nerlens Noel, uh, picture 8 by 10 pictures, uh, some T-shirts from The Athletic and some water bottles. Come by, tell them you want some free stuff, buy a green smoothie, get your prescriptions filled, whatever. Just wander around, look at all their cool stuff, and uh, tell them, that Locked On Kentucky sent you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Please rate, please review, and please follow us. I'm on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Read him on The Athletic and check me out weeknights 6 to 8 p.m. on Big Blue Insider on 630 WLAP. The best thing you can do if you enjoy this podcast is share it with somebody else who would enjoy. And thanks to Lauren and her mom and jeff for coming and stopping by and seeing us today uh hope to see hope you guys come and check out grassroots pharmacy as well we'll talk to you guys soon I kind of forgot what we were supposed to be talking about, Kyle. Yeah, what did you tease going into the break? I don't remember. Oh, the one and done letter. (laughs) The one one and done letter. The one and done fan letter.